0: Welcome to another episode of Unsportsmanlike Conduct. Today I'm joined by Christian, Boer, and Megan Youngblood. Aaron, as you all know, has left the building. Today we're going to talk about Michigan versus Ohio State. As a Michigan fan, you know I've been waiting for this. Then we're going to get into the conference championship games, speak a little bit on the Pistons, touch on some NFL before we wrap it up. As most people know, Michigan handled Ohio State for the first time since you guys probably been alive. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've done it
1: one other time. I was born in 2001.
0: So was I. I think it was one other time. That's so crazy. I was 11 years old when you guys (laughs) were brought into this world. (laughs) But because of this, Michigan's got their first Big Ten Conference Championship game birth, their first win against Ohio State since 2011, and we crushed the eight-game losing streak. That's really the only thing that I cared about. What are your guys' thoughts on how Michigan performed against the top team in the Big Ten?
1: Well, I'm, I'm convinced that we're going to run off-tackle all the way to a national championship. I'm all the way back in. I'm just guzzling the Kool-Aid right now. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's like a big weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Um, I'm so used to waking up on that Big Ten Championship Saturday and not giving a crap about who's playing. Uh, but it's going to feel good on Saturday. I mean, it feels good right now, but it's going to feel good on Saturday when I wake up in the morning knowing that that night Michigan's going to play a football game. Um, and it's it's unshared territory for me as a fan. I mean, I've been a basketball fan. I've been to some Final Fours. I've been to some national championship games. But whew, seeing them on that television on that Big Ten championship game is going to hit different.
0: Well, How do you feel about it, Megan?
2: Well, I mean, as a Michigan State fan, I was hoping Ohio State would beat the crap out of Michigan. Cause, you know, All right, this be- is over. The podcast down. <laughs> Michigan State got embarrassed by Ohio State, but... I think it's pretty cool that Harbaugh was able to get a win against Ohio State for like the first time in his career, I believe. True, yeah. So I mean, that's and I think it's good for Michigan fans to um, have that, and it's good for Harbaugh to probably boost his confidence because I mean, I know some people were kind of iffy on how he's been doing and how he's been coaching, but I think it's like, overall good for Michigan. But personally, I don't really, not really a big fan of it.
0: Well, I'm glad you touched on some people being iffy because <laughs> two weeks before this happened, I wrote an article that said, "Fire Jim Harbaugh, get him out of here. He can't beat the big teams." You boys got to eat a little crow on that. Like, he got it done. Now, I, I believe he took a page out of Michigan State's playbook by just handing the rock to Hassan Haskins and saying, hey, go get five touchdowns. You saw what he did to us. Go do it to them. I also think Ohio State murdering Michigan State, because you can't call it anything but a murder on the football field. I think that drove Michigan to be like, yo, you're not going to just push around Michigan, the whole state of Michigan anymore. We can get into big brother, little brother, but like, I do believe that's a real thing. Like, you push my little brother around, I'm going to come punch you in the mouth. Michigan did that.
1: Yeah. I thought it was sweet. I thought it was awesome to see Michigan State get the crap kicked out of them. And then Michigan (laughs) hammering Ohio State the next week. I mean, come on now. Come on. You got to stick up for a little bro sometimes. I know the feeling. I got a a little bro. I know the feeling. I know what it's all about.
0: I got a gang of them, and they know. (laughs) (laughs) They know what it is. But there's also, Ryan Day said he was going to hang 100 on us. i I was more happy to see that bite him in the butt because I really thought it was going to be 50. Until they ended the game and said Michigan's finally done it, I didn't feel like we were going to win. So I'm very happy we pulled it off. Michigan's lost against Michigan State cost Jim Harbaugh, in my opinion, the coach, Big Ten Coach of the Year, as Mel Tucker just got awarded that. Yeah. Do you think it should have been a co-coach of the year or should it have been Harbaugh, should it have been Tucker?
1: I mean, Yeah. I think that you. There's certainly an argument there. I think, but what Michigan State did, I think, is a little bit more. Um, I don't want to say surprising, but I feel like that's the right word.
0: I I uh, give just because that,
1: that was a team that was projected to win like four games this year, um, and get what what they get to nine and and0 before they lost two of the yeah. last three. Yeah. Just impressive, man. It was just really impressive to see that. Uh, Michigan State, they're going to be good. They locked up Tucker. I thought for sure he was leaving. It's funny, I mean, he took that contract, but, like, what if he'd have waited another week and, like, Notre Dame threw the bag at him or something, and we can get into that. But, no, I certainly think there's an argument to be made for Harbaugh winning coach of the year, though, because, I mean, he that was another team that outperformed expectations, and he finally got that, that monkey off his back. So, I don't know. I mean, I feel like they made the right decision, but there's certainly an argument to be made.
2: I agree with that what Christian said. I think definitely Ohio State could have gotten Harbaugh coach of the year, definitely. like I And I think it might have helped them, but it also, like, you got to look at Michigan State. Like, they did good up until their last two losses. True. And I think Mel Tucker, also being a younger coach for Michigan State, might, you know, he brought the team from where they were to where they are now, I guess, in a way. And I guess that's a good way to look at it. But it's like 50-50. I agree with what Christian has to say.
0: No, and I was in the car as I was listening to them talk about it on the huge show. I kept saying, I think Tucker deserves it because of what D'Antonio did to that team. Yeah. He decimated that roster as you said Christian, it was a surprise to see Michigan State even doing anything this year. I thought Tucker was going to have 2-3 years to actually build. He exploded. Got himself 95 million. Now everybody wants to talk about Harbaugh's got to get paid out because he did take a giant pay cut to even stay the coach of the team this year. Do you think he gets more than the 95 million with all the numbers that are floating around out there right now? People getting 110 million, 95 million. You think Harbaugh's got to get paid more than Mel Tucker to stay at Michigan?
1: No, I don't. I think he just took the pay cut. I I don't think, and you heard what he said, he's going to donate his bonus money. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's what this, I mean, he's a Michigan man, and I think that's part of it, is um, maybe you're out on, you know, some of the big pay raises and stuff like that, but you are where you want to be because you want to be there, Yeah. and uh, you know, it's one of those things where money's not going to talk, and he's not going to go anywhere, uh, which is nice, so. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, maybe if he wins the championship, somebody from the NFL comes calling. Um, That would kill me. It would really really suck, but I don't know. We'll see.
0: I think you're right. Him being a Michigan man, the money's not going to matter. And you mentioned it. He's donating a large portion of his salary, the bonuses he was earning from the success he's had, to people who've been affected by COVID-19 at the University of Michigan. That's an incredible move. That just further cements that I was wrong about Jim Harbaugh. (laughs) And I, I hate to admit I'm wrong, but it is what it is. Now we can get into the back end of the, I guess the more exciting part of college football right now. Brian Kelly dipped out of Notre Dame for LSU, seemingly in the middle of the night. Got 10 years, 95 million. Gave his players at Notre Dame about 45 seconds of his time to tell him I'm leaving before he turned around and tucked tail. Lincoln Riley he left OU, which I never thought that was gonna happen, but. When you get $110 million, you get USC to buy both of your homes in Norman, Oklahoma for $500,000 over asking price. They're buying you a $6 million home in L.A., and your family gets unlimited use of a private jet. I'm dipping out of Oklahoma, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the craziest contract I've ever seen in my life. And when I first saw those benefits he was getting, I thought it was bullcrap.
1: Yeah. I thought
0: there's no way. What's the school going to do with houses that are a million dollars upside down into
1: Yeah, I don't know, we'll we'll have to see how that all goes, but um, Lincoln Riley had one of his assistants that was recruiting for both Oklahoma and USC, Uh, they found out last night, so uh, we'll see. But uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that that kid that decommitted from Oklahoma committed to USC the day after Lincoln Riley took the job. I agree with Uh, that. Malachi Nelson, I think his name is, so that's going to be fun to follow because I think personally that. We haven't seen the last of this, and I think Oklahoma is going to go after them in every way that they can, uh, because Lincoln Riley is essentially disrupting that program right now. True. And, um, I mean, I'll, we'll see exactly what happens, but I think there could be like some sanctions that come out um, in the near future, so we'll see. Yeah. yeah, Oklahoma probably definitely should have some,
2: at least, bad blood against them. I mean, yeah. giving them 45 seconds of his time just to say, like, alright, I'm out of here, that's a little... That put a bad taste in my mouth, so... And that player decommitting going to USC, that also would definitely piss me off. So, yeah, definitely Oklahoma's got some bad blood with USC.
0: That answered a question for me, though, that you and I talked about, Christian, of Spencer, Rattler, or Williams, are they going to USC? I feel like it doesn't really matter. And now to know that they were recruiting for both schools, it's putting a sour taste in my mouth for Lincoln Riley. Because if Harbaugh was doing that at Michigan and recruiting for Ohio State or some other school that he was planning on dipping for We'd burn his house down. Yeah, <laughs> he wouldn't make it out of Michigan.
1: Yeah, no, we we'll see. Um, again, I do I I've changed my stance on Spencer Aller. I feel like he might go to like Ole Miss or somebody that's gonna lose a quarterback because uh, Matt Corral Corral or one of those guys that leaves and he can step step in and fill their shoes and try to get right for a year. But I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see. There's a lot of different ways this can go. And I mean, I feel like we've just touched the. We're not at the tip of the iceberg. We just kind of stepped on it. So, yeah. um, I'm I'm excited to see where everything goes here in the next couple of weeks.
0: I'm excited, but I also, the more that comes out about Brian Kelly, switch tracks a little bit. I didn't know he was up here at CMU at one yeah. point in his career. I didn't know he's the reason J.J. Watt left yeah. CMU. Like, I hate that man.
1: No. Now doesn't... I
0: hear more about him. I'm like, yo, I, I despise him.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, that was kind of the thing that happened was Brian Kelly was mean to his assistants and... I mean,
0: he was a a complete well, jerk. I guess is the only word I can well, use he, here.
1: He sent that one student manager at Notre Dame up into that tower uh, to film practice during that windy day, and the tower got like knocked over, and uh, the kid died. So, um, yeah. I mean, Brian Kelly's he's got an interesting past, man. So we'll see what happens there. But um, I, I that's another one where the, his text to his team got leaked.
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) and the Castellanos memes were coming out. I mean, it just, I can't imagine. Like, he's in a different spot than Lincoln Riley's. Lincoln Riley's team's not going to the playoff. They got two losses. Brian Kelly's team is a Cincinnati and Oklahoma State loss away from going to the college football playoff.
0: Both of which could happen this weekend, and Notre Dame could be in the college football playoff. I mean, Alabama
1: could lose. All three of those teams lose. You're looking at a Notre Dame team that's going to go into the playoff with an interim head coach. Yeah. I mean, my goodness.
0: They got screwed. Those players, especially that angle, if you gave everything you had for a coach, can't you just, like, finish the season? Yeah. Can't you say, hey, I'll, I'll come over to coach LSU. And O is not leaving right now. I guess he has to if you sign a new coach, but, and the season's over for them. Yeah. But if your team's still in it, you've got to stay. Yeah. Now, Akron also has a coaching opening. Do you have any thoughts of who's yeah, going to Yeah, I think Akron? it's going to
1: be Joe Moorhead. Um, I th- I believe it's the Mississippi State offensive coordinator. But a hire very similar to what Central Michigan made with McElwain, so yeah. uh we'll see. I think that Akron could be on the come up too early to tell, obviously. But.
0: And Akron paid our six hundred and forty K to leave town. Yeah. I found out based off of this Ross Dellinger's tweet. Oderon got 17 million to leave LSU.
1: That is so crazy.
0: That's, that's a lot of money. I mean, it, that's
1: probably more money than a lot of schools, smaller schools, have in their athletic department.
0: <laughs> that's what CMU's whole athletic department. Yeah, gets. like that's, that's insane. That's a lot of money.
1: And that's to leave. Yep. So you can pay your next coach hundred million. Oh gosh.
0: The money is so big in big time programs. But, Clay Helton got 10 million too to leave. Yeah.
1: That's crazy.
0: I wish I could be in a position to get somebody to pay me that much money to go home. <laughs> like, See you later. Well,
1: you got to think, like, USC's going to have to pay Lincoln Riley's buyout.
0: Oh, yeah. They're covering all the buyout, all that. Yeah. They're they're on the hook for...
1: So USC's paying $10 million for their one coach to leave, however much Lincoln Riley's buyout is, and then everything they're going to pay to Lincoln Riley on top of that. That is insane. That's just yeah, the football program.
0: I, I did not think about that. But they're on the hook for... What he got 110, they're probably on the hook for 135, 140 million over
1: dollars. the course of like with 10 everything. Weeks, yeah, that
0: you right. want to tack on that private jet? I don't know what fuel costs in that, but <laughs> I know what it costs in Mount Pleasant, so I'm sorry to them. <laughs> <laughs> but that it does leave a hole in OU. I've heard that Bob Stoops might come back. Is there anyone? He's coaching the bowl game, which is. Crazy to yeah, it
1: is. Did he
0: truly walk back in the building and just be like I'm the interim now? Because that's the way it seems. Well
1: it's that and he's out recruiting. So he's, he's out <laughs> recruiting kids and he's however old he is, retired.
0: There's <laughs>
1: <And he keeps laughs> just like, Yeah, screw it, I'll come back and coach the bowl game. It's like what Barry Alvarez did with Wisconsin that yeah. in the
0: Rose Bowl that year. Yeah. No, I didn't even think of that, but I I hope Bob Stoops takes the job. I think he can keep the program moving. Yeah. They need to rebuild in the quarterback room undoubtedly yeah. but that is what that is Michigan State also we touched on them a little bit earlier they did win their game against Penn State they finished the season 10 and 2 got to give them a pat on the back for that the only thing that sucks for Michigan State fans is your boy Kenneth Walker III it's the number two rushing yard leader in the nation
1: yeah the number one takes classes at Brooks Hall. Right down the way from us. I'm not, I'm not 100% certain that he takes him at Brooks. Probably Anspa is a more sure bet because that's where everybody takes their English classes. But, yeah, I mean, he goes to Central Michigan University, which is insane. That is insane.
0: Yeah, even if he's not in Brooks Hall, no matter what building he's on, it's five minutes from where we all stay at. You know what exactly. I mean? It, we're right in the realm of Lou Nichols, which, yep. God is good because you could not ask for a better sports scenario than that. Mm hmm. Yeah. Now we'll transition to the NCAA Conference Championship Games. First, in the ACC, you got number 15 Pitt versus 16 Wake Forest. In my opinion, we're going to get a 45-42 win from Wake Forest.
1: Ooh, I'm going to go with Pitt. And I think the reason I'm going to go with Pitt is because I think this is the Kenny Pickett game. I feel like this is a game where you can see uh, just what this dude's all about. National stage, you know, Pitt doesn't really get the love that a lot of these Schools get especially when they have really good quarterbacks, and I think that that'd be a good opportunity for him to get out there and uh, show the world what he's made of.
2: I, mean, I agree with what Christian has to say. It'll definitely, I think Pitt needs this, and they need it'll give them the attention that they want, and they want to prove that they can get the big wins as the big schools can.
0: No, I can't argue with any of that. I just, I think we're gonna get a shootout no matter what because yeah. both teams put up crazy amounts of yeah. points, and I, I'm an upset person. <laughs> I love upset. <laughs> The next conference championship game, I'm not predicting an upset because the next one on my list is the Big Ten. Number two, Michigan versus number 13, Iowa. I'm thinking 35-28, Michigan win. It's going to be tight. The spread is 10.5, I think, right now. Iowa's going to cover that.
1: Yes, I think that the offenses in both of those games are going to be – this is a game that's going to be won by defense. I'm No doubt. The one part that makes me nervous as a Michigan fan is the how – Iowa always seems to play spoiler in these big games. Yes, sir. And they love to turn the quarterback over. And Cade McNamara feels like he's gotten worse over the course of the season. Um, So I I am nervous about it. Um, We'll see how it goes. I think Michigan wins by three. I think Michigan will be able to pull it off just because they have the big
2: momentum from the the Ohio State game, and I think they're going to take that into the game, and it'll definitely help them. But it'll definitely be an interesting game, that's for sure.
0: I think it's going to be a very similar game to what we've seen from CMU lately. You're going to get a defensive battle early, and I think our rushing attack with Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum is going to wear them out. I could see it being a three-point game. I could see it being a touchdown, but I don't think it'll be any more than that. I like that you mentioned Cade McNamara because he has regressed in my mind. Yeah. 13 for 19 for 159 passing yards against OSU. Granted, yeah, we had Hassan Haskins going stupid, but all season I've said I would like to see – a more balanced attack from Michigan. It hasn't been an issue truly, so I don't know what to expect from that. And we're going to see Aiden Hutchinson going stupid because yeah, he's yeah. got to secure that number 1 pick. And I in my opinion he's coming to Detroit at the end of the season which
1: Let's hope.
0: I'm welcoming him I will welcome him here with open <laughs> arms. I'll be on the runway, the tarmac wherever just like signs and I'll be the first fangirl for Aiden Hutchinson. I do not care. The Pac-12 Number 10, Oregon versus 17, Utah. I don't have a score prediction for this, but I'm going to tell you, I think Utah's going to take it. I think that Oregon has been too hit or miss this season, and I think Utah has played spoiler before, and they're just looking to do it again.
1: Yeah. Utah smoked them in their first matchup. Yeah. I think this one's closer, but I do think that Utah wins it again. Uh, Oregon, I just can't figure them out. They beat Ohio State, and then they lose to Stanford, then lose to Utah. I just think that the, the Utes win this one, but... I think the world wants Oregon to win because, I mean, if oh, yeah. Utah wins this game and you're looking at Ohio State versus Utah in the Rose Bowl, who's mm. going to watch that?
0: <laughs> oh, I'll watch it just to see Ohio State get upset, but I didn't even think about that. That is truly what's on the line, a spot in the Rose Bowl. Right.
2: I think Oregon's just a little too all over the place. Like they're not, they are not—they don't have the focus, I think, yeah. and to win it, and I think that's going to hurt them a little bit. They're just – because they beat Ohio State, but then they lose all the other teams, so it's just they're not – On the same page, I guess is the way
0: to say it. No, I completely agree. And I think Oregon got a lot of hype because of Kaven Thibodeau and what was expected from him coming into this season. He was supposed to be the best defensive end. That man resides in Michigan as well. Yep. And then we go to the SEC. This is the game that I don't know how anyone has any opinion other than what I'm about to say, and it might be there. But the number one team, Georgia, versus the number three team, Alabama, it's not even going to be close. Georgia's going to beat them by 14 points. and I'm I going hope
1: to, so. It's going I to the hope you are right, rather. <laughs> I think that would be awesome, but I just don't know if it's going to happen. I think Saban will have his boys ready. And Saban always does well against his turnover assistants. I hate to say it, guys, but I think Alabama wins this game. I think Alabama wins it 27-23. What? And then they're going to be number one. Georgia will be two. Michigan will be three. Cincinnati will be four.
2: I hope Alabama pulls off. I'm a bit of a Nick Saban fan. So. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you are really crushing <laughs> this, this in But no. I think he'll be able to pull it off. I mean...
0: <laughs> I just think George's defense has been so dominant. I, I think Bryce yeah. Young is going to get into a situation where he's getting swarmed. He starts panicking.
1: Yeah, but Saban... And
0: Lambs that's and the, only, boy, yeah. the only thing you've got, really, is, like, save and, and get save their boys I
1: Because I don't, don't want to see the SEC in the first round of the playoff. I'm going to be honest with you, bro.
0: No, I want to see Cincinnati. I want to ben see either say Cincinnati that.
1: or Oak State or maybe Notre Dame, if we're lucky.
0: If we get Notre Dame, bro, <laughs> how about, I will bet everything I got that we murder them. But
1: I don't think it'll be Notre Dame because Cincinnati holds the head-to-head over them, so oh, it would true, be Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, still, though, I mean, we'd pound them.
0: That no be no doubt. No that doubt. That would be sick. They don't want it with us. No, dude, and that's, I do that's not. The next game on my list is Oklahoma State versus Baylor, and I I think they're going to win, and I think they're going to make that college football committee make a hard choice to not let them in.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing with Oak State in that game is that Baylor might be without their starting quarterback. If that happens, then it's a route. It, it will be a route. Yeah, it'll be a blowout, and I think Oklahoma State wins big. But who knows? I mean, that Big 12 is nuts. And I uh, know Oklahoma. I think that's so fitting that Oklahoma and Texas are jumping ship for the SEC. The and there's middle. Oklahoma State and Baylor who win it. So, shout out to the Big 12.
0: I like that you mentioned that too because I everybody knows that Texas and Oklahoma are going to dip for the SEC. But I, it makes me very happy not to see either one of them trash programs make it to the <laughs> yeah. Big 12 championship. Now that Lincoln Riley's gone, Oklahoma's going to fall off in my opinion. I could be full of crap, but Everybody knows Texas is the biggest trash team in college football right now. we go to the American Conference Championship game, Cincinnati versus Houston. I don't know where to go with this one, Christian. I think Cincinnati could win it, but Houston's been such a big focus. Uh, Everybody's talking Houston can do things. Houston can do things. Yeah. What do you think happens out of that game?
1: You know, I have a take.
0: Well, I like takes.
1: I think... Cincinnati wins this one. I think they win it big. Ooh! Because I think that what this game looks like and what it's going to be are two totally different things. I think a lot of people see this on paper as a team that it like is just ripe for an upset. Yeah. And I don't think that's the case right now. I think this is a team that's locked in. They're focused, and they know they're one game away. And what's different about them and say, you know, Oklahoma State or Michigan is that you feel like you've already gotten there. And Cincinnati is not one of those teams where anything's guaranteed. Like, it's not winning it. Yeah. Like, they still need things to go right for them. Because if Alabama beats um, Georgia and then Oklahoma State wins big, Cincinnati can finish 13-0 and end up on the outside looking it in. So, I think this is a team that knows that it's got to win and knows it's got to win big. And... um you know, then you can say that there's added pressure that comes with that, but I just don't see it. I think they win this game, and I think they win it by at least two touchdowns.
2: I agree with what Chris say. said. I mean, looking at this article, the Bearcats will, they're looking to become the first non-Power 5 school mm-hmm. ever to make the college football playoff. Yeah. And I think they have a lot on the line, I guess. Like, they have a lot to support forward to. I think they definitely want to come out and definitely win this game and make that. An accomplishment for them, so I think Cincinnati's definitely gonna have the power and the momentum, but if but they have to capitalize on it. So
0: no, I agree, and I you took it a different way on me. I I was one of those people who was like, "Yo, this is ripe for an upset." If they go big, does Desmond Ritter bring himself into the top ten first round conversation as a quarterback in the NFL? Yeah,
1: because
0: I think he does, and then that hurts Detroit because I'm looking for him in the second round. Yeah. You know so I need the upset. I need <laughs> it personally. Because everybody knows the Lions are going 0-16-1. There is no debate on that.
1: I don't know, brother.
0: Who they beat.
1: Who? Seattle's a train wreck. Atlanta's a train yeah. wreck. Everybody Minnesota like could be a a without wreck. Delvin Cook right now.
0: That could be a win for us. You are winning
1: it on Sunday. Come on now.
0: I don't. We're not the same, Christian. I am ingrained with negative thoughts about the Lions. We don't oh, win. All I ever. have are <laughs>
1: negative thoughts.
0: <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Then we can go to the Mac championship, NIU versus Kent State. I talked to Mitch about this before the podcast. I think Kent State's gonna take it. It's what I would prefer to see because NIU beat us on some a mistake by our team. I'm not gonna say a swear word because Aaron said those aren't allowed here.
1: Good for Aaron. Aaron's not here
0: anymore. I know. Yeah, but I can't. We miss Aaron. I miss Aaron. We were talking
1: about today at our meeting um what we were just debating on what he he would bring in with his jersey. Yeah. Uh so shout out to Aaron if you're listening, brother. We miss you. He would come week. in
0: as the Chippewa trooper.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: yeah. <laughs> we know that's you, bro. We
1: know it, Aaron. We're convinced. <laughs> nah man. Uh but going back to the Mac Championship game, I think Kent State wins it. I think that just that luck's gotta run out. And that NIU team reminds me a lot of the uh CMU team that made it in twenty nineteen where it was just like do they belong there? Not really. Like they got a little bit lucky. They had some balls bounce their way. Notre Dame took that to a whole other level. Don't get me wrong. Like Central Michigan beat Toledo by forty-two points. Like they came all the way back and beat Ball State. Like they earned that. Northern Illinois. I'm not saying they didn't earn it, but because obviously you have to be good enough to win those close games. And I mean, some of the bounces they got were just incredible. Yeah. Um. And then this Kent State team is kind of a team that I've I've looked at. I picked them to win it preseason. Uh, so, I'm looking to... Uh, you want to hear yeah, that prediction? He know. I'm trying to go one for one in the Mac media poll with uh, Kent State. But, I don't know. We'll see.
2: Yeah, I kind of agree. Kent State, just because the whole NIU, the, what happened with CMU. But, yeah. yeah, like he said, NIU's gotten lucky with bounces and passes and whatnot. But, it'll be interesting to see who comes out.
0: See, and as you said that, I... All year I've thought NIU was a team of destiny and now I wanna switch my pick, but I'm gonna ride Kent State because I wanna see NIU lose. I yeah, I need I, that personally.
2: Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing we
0: want. We all wanna see NIU lose, so might be a little biased, but oh well. Hey, let that bias bleed through. <laughs> then the last three, the main one I wanna talk about is San Diego State versus Utah State in the mountain west. I feel like San Diego State should just roll to victory. They're the nineteenth team in the nation i bet on them a couple times. They have a powerful offense, and I don't think Utah State can hang. The Sun Belt, you get 24, Louisiana versus Appalachian State. Anytime App State's on a schedule, I start to panic. I, I, was, <laughs> yeah. I was in attendance for Michigan versus Appalachian State and watched that happen, and I, I will never forget it as long that as I'm That is crazy. There. From championships to a team that's never going to see a championship in the history of my life. Break down the Detroit Lions versus Minnesota Vikings that happens this Sunday at 1 p.m. Lions 0-10-1, Minnesota's 5-6. and They They've seem to struggle. They're coming back lately with, it seems like Kirk Cousins has found his arm in Minnesota, Christian.
1: Yeah, uh, we'll see. Kirk Cousins, man, he's something. Um, never really been sold on him, still not sold on him. Uh, but, you know, you got to get to a point where you start thinking, like, hey, like, if you're not sold on him now, are you ever going to be? Also. Yeah, we'll see how all that turns out. Um, I'm hoping this week is the week for the Lions. See, um, yeah, I mean, I think we all hope that
2: it's the week for Lions, but is that does that hope ever come true? No, but I think Kirk Cousins will be able to find himself against. it would be against the Lions that he'd be able to find himself. You know, that's, hate to say, but that's the team that you can kind of experiment with a little bit with too, and just see what you need to work on and what you need to work with. So I think Kirk Cousins is gonna find himself and he's gonna blow the game open a little bit. I don't think it's gonna be like crazy big, but he's.
0: He's going to play better.
2: Yeah, he's going to play better than he has just because I hate say, it's the Lions. Like, It's the team that you look into going like, oh, we can probably do this and do that and figure th- more things out. Cause- <laughs> no, I agree
0: with you. And <laughs> Kirk Cousins is from the Grand Rapids area. It's going to be a forward field game, so all of the family's coming out to the building. I just think that Kirk Cousins, is when he comes to Detroit, when he plays the Lions, he looks like a world beater. He gets more money added to his contract because of what he does against the Lions. I think DeAndre Swift being questionable makes me mad, nervous. Now Dalvin Cook being out on the other side. We could be stuck in a situation where it's throw the ball, we're down 14, and Jared Goff can't do it. Goff cannot pass the ball more than 10 yards with any accuracy unless it's to Reynolds, who just came to the city. Like I I've been on this all year. I said 0 oh, and 17. They did they got a tie against Pittsburgh to make me look like an idiot. <laughs> But I just, I don't see any way that we pull this out. Now, Thursday night, Dallas and New Orleans play. New Orleans is still without Jameis Winston. And Dallas, nobody knows what to make of them.
1: Yeah. Dallas, I can't
0: figure them out, man. I thought they were the world beaters at the beginning of the season. I did too. Dad came back letting that thing fly, and it's like, what now?
1: Yeah, now I have no idea. We'll see.
2: It's going to be interesting, that's for sure, with whatever the heck's going on, so...
0: I'm going to make a prediction right now, crazy one, but Trevor Simeon is going to beat the Dallas Cowboys. Whoa. You heard it here first, boy. You heard it here first. Then we go to more Sunday matches. Tom Brady, who I love Tom Brady, Michigan man, through and through. Hopefully he'll come back after he leaves the NFL at 57 and coach for us. But who knows? 57. He ain't leaving anytime (laughs) soon. No. Tampa Bay takes on Atlanta. That should be an absolute murder scene.
1: Yeah, it's
0: going to be ugly. I would hope though, because they have seemed to struggle against teams they shouldn't struggle against this year. But if Matt Ryan beats you Brady, hang it up. Yeah. <laughs> hang it up. You <laughs> can't so oh, you can still hold 28 to 3 over his head. Chicago yeah. gets Arizona.
1: Arizona should win that.
0: I mean, if they don't who There's no way I will ever ride for the Bears or say the Bears are going to be okay. But I found out Justin Fields listens to the same podcast as me today because of the Spotify,
1: yeah, whatever wrapped. you call
0: this recap thing, and the I'm Spotify like, Rap. Yeah. yeah, and now I I really messed with Justin Fields, so like, no
1: doubt, brother.
0: He listens to the dog walk as many minutes as I have. Like, you're my friend, bro. He listens to the dog
1: walk. Yeah, you That's don't know so me, cool. but I
0: just I think Arizona's gonna roll Cincinnati and the Chargers. This is another one I I really wanted Christian's thoughts on because. When we talked earlier, who knows what Justin Herbert is. Seems like Joe Burrow's back.
1: Yeah, he is. I can't figure out Justin Herbert or the Chargers at all because they can go play really well in one weekend and then they can get beat by 15 by the uh, Broncos. Yeah. So, uh, give me Cincinnati in that one. I think Joe Burrow was... Uh, I think the only thing he really needs to get t- taken care of is the turnovers, and really that's not even that big of an issue. I mean, Brett Farr
0: turned the ball over all the time.
1: And they got weapons, so...
0: Jamar Chase is the truth, in my opinion. Yeah, no doubt. I was one of those people that said, oh, you can't see the ball, you're going to be screwed. I was yeah, oh, yeah. There, we he
1: talked about not having the white. Yeah, um,
0: that was a big one for me. Another game that I'm worried about, I guess, more interested in is the Las Vegas Raiders against the Washington football team. Yeah. Vegas has been rolling, it seems like, yeah. lately. They're a team of destiny, in a way, because of all the negativity that's surrounded them and they just keep pushing through. Do you think they can get through this Washington team?
1: Yeah, no doubt. I do. I think they can win it. I think they should win it. I think they will win it. There, give you all three.
0: I like that. Good (laughs) Should and will. I agree that they will win it. I Washington, I don't think is gonna be able to hang. Yeah. We can go to another team that ain't gonna be able to hang. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars. (laughs) Two and nine. They're playing Matt Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams. Oh yeah. People have turned on Matthew Stafford now. Yeah. They have gone the way of what I was previously. Like Stafford needs to take some of this blame. Do you think he is getting the blame he deserves, or are they going too hard on your
1: I think it's a little bit of both. I do think that he's not the only one to blame, but I think he's part of the problem. Uh, The good news for them is that, like you said, they play Jacksonville and this is a get-right game. Yep. So, uh, I think they win it. I think that they start to remind people why they are who they are and what they can be. So We'll see. Yeah, I
2: definitely agree with that. I think this will definitely change the focus a little bit and maybe take the heat off Matthew Stafford a little bit. And I think that's what he needs because, I mean, if too much gets to him, we know how, how well that can go. So
0: Yeah, his wife starts throwing pretzels at him. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't want that. That's I almost said it when they were driving back. I was like, if Stafford doesn't score a touchdown right now, the people oh in God. L.A. need to watch out for flying pretzels.
2: Could you imagine his wife just being like, Oh, like how
0: do you think of the game? Like Stafford, like, how do you think the game? I threw a pretzel at somebody. Like him about that. Like, what do you <laughs> react to that? Like, I threw a pretzel at somebody. Like, what? You got to high five her because she's your wife and she can ruin your whole life. But right like,
2: on the inside. I got high because like,
0: oh yeah, whatever. because she can throw pretzels at you. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they might be frying pans. <laughs> now we go to the afternoon slate of games. We talk about a team that is our sports editor's favorite team: Pittsburgh Steelers face the Baltimore Ravens. Based on what the Steelers did this past weekend, I think that Ben Roethlisberger is at the end of his rope in Pittsburgh. I think that Lamar Jackson is going to go back to the lab. He's going to figure out this offense. I don't think they're going to be down for as long as people are starting to think. However, do you think that if he does find a way to get around how teams are scheming for him, that teams can just scheme back around it? Because he can't throw over the top.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's going to be interesting. and I think Pittsburgh's defense will keep him in this game. I think this is going to be really low scoring. Give me Baltimore 23-20. I think
2: it's going to be low scoring. I mean, Like Christian said, defense is going to keep him in the game because Ben's just on the end, end of the rope, as you said. So it's going to, I think, rely heavily on the defense rather than the offense.
0: I wasn't thinking it was going to be a low scoring game, to be real. And then I thought back to how Baltimore played last week. They won 16-10. to 10. I do think Pittsburgh's defense is better than they're getting credit for because that offense is so atrocious out there. But I I don't see it being anything more than 21-14. Like I don't I think it'll be a 7-point game. I don't think it'll get any tighter. The next one on the slate is the San Francisco 49ers versus Seattle Seahawks. You mentioned it a little bit earlier, Christian Russell Wilson seems to be outside of his element. Sierra, yeah. Sierra may be getting to his head at this point. <laughs>
1: the wives that get into your head. I think he's gonna go to the Browns. Shout out to my boy Andrew Loveland. He used to work here. Um, I think that Russell that, that, that's just pairing that's run its course. I mean, yeah. He won a Super Bowl. Should have had two. Um, and now they're what? Three and eight. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of run its course. I wouldn't be surprised if you see like a happy split situation where maybe he's a healthy scratch late in the year. Um, I don't think there'll
0: be animosity but I do think he's gonna Yeah, be
1: it's it's time.
0: Yeah, I think but to Cleveland, Cleveland, so you think Green Baker Bay. Mayfield is gone. Yeah. In Green Bay, you think that Aaron Rodgers is gone as yeah. well. I knew. Mm-hmm. Because there's no way Jordan Love is starting in that city. After the way he performed, when he got his shot with...
1: Against Kansas City.
0: Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers' COVID situation, like...
1: Yeah, they hurried him back.
0: <laughs> they had to, though, without... Which, that was a whole weird situation. That man had COVID for 47 seconds. When I got it, it was 10 days. Like <laughs> yeah,
1: That's weird.
0: He doesn't need a lot of cheeseburgers, though. Obviously, (laughs) your your boy partakes in cheeseburgers. (laughs) Then we go to the late night slate on Sunday: Denver versus Kansas City. Denver has surprised people this year. I think Kansas City is going to figure out their offense against Denver. I think we're going to see the Air Raid come back. I think Tyreek's going to go for two touchdowns, 150 yards.
1: I'm in a must-win game in my fantasy league,
0: so as am I, I and Tyreek's my number one player. (laughs) So same here, brother. I just realized that I might be letting my bias show through again, and I apologize for that. But I am all about a fantasy football trophy.
1: Yep. Uh, Give me Kansas City. Denver just has too many issues with their identity. They don't really know what they are.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I think Kansas City will see through that and just use that against them too.
0: No, I agree with all that. And then Monday night, this one I want to definitely hear what you guys think. New England versus Buffalo.
1: This game is going to be sweet. Uh, the Patriots have won, what, like six in a row? Yeah. And Buffalo's kind of been up and down. Uh, I'll go with the trendy pick. I'll go with New England to win this game.
0: Love to see it. <laughs> Love to see it. I bet on Mac Jones to take uh, Rookie of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year. Oh, nice. Like week one of this podcast. Yeah, so, you, yeah literally. <laughs> I've been riding right this pick for $5. It's going to win me 60 for a long time. Nice. And I'm not going to back away from it now. No, I you think can't cash out. Not, no. And I don't think Buffalo, as you said, they've been spotty, and it's weird situations where they've been spotty. Like, I don't really know what to expect with Buffalo. Yeah. And if if they beat them, that probably kills their chances of getting the New England's chance of winning the division, and I got money on that also. Oh, yeah, dang.
2: dang.
0: You got a lot riding on New England there. Yeah, because I love them. Like, <laughs> I am not you a New it. England fan, but, like, Growing up, watching Tom Brady play.
2: It's hard not then to be- not play. Yeah,
0: like, I get it. Oh, I, I ride for him.
2: So
0: like, yeah. From one team that has kept my hopes up, the New England Patriots, to one team that has begun to build my hope and future outlook on this team, the Detroit Tigers. Tuesday night, the news breaks that Javi Baez is coming to the Tigers officially. he got 140000000 million. He's got an opt-out clause in it. Of all of the shortstops, is there anyone you wanted more than hobby Baez?
1: Yeah, Correa.
0: But at the same time. But for the price. You're getting Correa for 350. Yeah, million. Yeah,
1: they don't want to spend all that. And, I th- and when I got the notification on my phone that Corey Seager was signing for 325 I was yeah. like, there's no chance we're getting Correa now. Um, sounds like we made an offer to Trevor Story that he didn't like. Um, and we got Javi Baez, and people are upset about that because he's not Carlos Correa, but what they need to understand is that we never had Carlos Correa.
0: And Baez is You can't no have ch- somebody
1: be a downgrade from right. somebody you never had on your team. Yeah. That makes sense to me.
0: But you know how many, you know how Detroit fans are. Yeah. If you get it in your like, mind, you're like, oh, I want him. It.
1: It's yeah. kind of like Philly. Yeah. I mean, Philly's kind of a cesspool when it comes to fans, but.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for calling my fan base and everything I love a bunch of cesspool.
1: I'm are not that? wrong, though. No, I mean No, you're not, but
0: like I don't want to acknowledge my my abusive relationship with the Lions like this. You you're killing me.
1: My, no, I'm not calling the Lions. I think the Lions are better than Philly. I think Philly is like like you see what Philly fans do to players like Carson Wentz. Oh, yeah, they destroyed yeah. it. The Lions fans aren't that bad. Um and I and I'm not am I actually gonna side with the um the Lions or the Tigers fans on this one because you sat through five years of miserable, terrible baseball yeah. with the hope that things would get better when when you get out of it, and here the Tigers have the money to sign Correa and they don't spend it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll see. And then also, you want this to be optimism. Guess what? What happens in two years when Chris Illich, the same guy that owns the Tigers, is the owner of the Red Wings, and Lucas Raymond needs a contract extension, then what are you going to yeah. do? Are you going to shell out the... I get the, I'm hockey, riot. I get the
0: <laughs> I'm
1: hockey riot. I'm gonna riot because I can see it are, in my brain. Hockey contracts aren't as like inflated as baseball ones are, but I mean, come on now. Yeah. And at what point do we do we put our personal whatever's aside and go out and get players that the fans want to watch? Because I know that Baez is gonna put fans in the stands, but the optimism isn't gonna be there like it would have been if they would have got Correa.
2: Yeah, I agree with all of that. I mean, Baez like he's not. It's not like he's gonna be horrible for the Tigers. I mean, it'll definitely be an improvement, but. Yeah, once the Tigers are locked on someone, they don't get what they want. Especially if we have the money to pay for it. It just doesn't make
0: any sense. No, I agree. I agree. But I am I grew up a Chicago Cubs fan, so to see Javi Baez come to Detroit makes me very happy. Like, when the Tigers were trash, Sammy Sosa was going dumb. And I hated Mark McGuire, so I've been a Sammy Sosa fan since then. I don't know what to expect. I do like the point you bring up about the Illiches, mm-hmm. but I've never seen that really affect them. If if both teams are going dumb, they're going to spend everything they got. I feel like they'll bankrupt their whole family just to win championships.
2: I mean, at this point, yeah, because, I mean, Detroit needs some sort of championship. Oh, yeah, we
0: need some success. So. We're at the point where it's real sad. Yeah. It, but also people were talking about, oh, the Lions are going to bring some hope back. Okay. You, you were all stupid. I just want to say that out loud. Right. Because I've been saying there ain't no hope coming back to Detroit from the Lions. Corey Seager, you mentioned him earlier, he goes to the Rangers. The Rangers put together a crazy off season so far, and I don't even understand how they're doing it
1: yeah they they went off um I don't know where they get all their money from, but
0: Texas oil
1: yeah, I guess like what was it like five hundred some million That's ridiculous.
0: Good luck to them and, but one person, the only person that I'm mad that Detroit didn't bring in. Is Max Scherzer. Yeah. Oh, yes. He makes his way to the Mets.
1: For 40, what is it, 43 million a year, they yeah. were going to pay 30 million for what would have been the best player on their team.
0: True, I'll give it you wasn't that. wasn't going to
1: happen. But, no, you're right. It is too bad. And I wish they would have went out and got Verlander. And mm. knowing that they went out and got Baez for, what is it, like 150 million less than Correa, they should have yeah. made to run a no, to run at him.
0: No, definitely. But I think they thought they were getting Correa. Because once you saw that Hinch was in Houston having – breakfast or whatever with Correa, it's like, all right, this is a done deal. He used to play for this man. I wonder what happened in that if it was just, we can't give you $380 million. Yeah, the problem
1: is that they're headed for a lockout. Which tonight probably at 11:59 is when the CBA expires, or maybe it was last night. Nope,
0: it's tonight. Yeah, it is Wednesday night at 11:59. The CBA expires. And if he doesn't
1: sign, I mean the new, but the new collective bargaining agreement will probably help all player contracts. So he might. I mean, you could be looking at a dude that gets 400 million.
0: I didn't think of that side. I thought of if you don't sign by 11:59, you're on the wind. You know what I mean? Like no,
1: I think that where's that
0: next check coming from? But I think you're right. Yeah. He will reset the market, which sounds crazy because the baseball market is the most inflated for a sport that people don't care about. How are these people making this kind of money? Yeah. Like, A-Rod was making $250 million, $225 million when I was in middle school. like Right. And nobody gave a crap about baseball. They care less now, and they're, they're paying more. <laughs> but that this big issue with the collective bargaining, in my opinion, is because they, they're so far apart on the money, there's no way we don't lock out. Yeah. Now do you think that lockout will affect it? We don't get games. Yeah, I
1: I don't think it'll go that long.
0: I, I think don't. we could I think we could be questioning if spring training happens on time.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. that's probably a little bit more like it.
0: But I just I've read some things that say hey we could be looking at regular season games and the-
1: I hope not. Yeah. Hope. I hope Hopefully not because
0: not. I said this earlier. Baseball is the only sport that every time they're on the highs of highs they lock right up. Yep. The NHL did it, killed them. Mm -hmm. Baseball's done it multiple times and killed them. And if they didn't have situations like the home run chase between McGuire and Sosa, people wouldn't care about baseball for my generation. You know what I mean? So what are we going to do here? And you've gotten scandals from the Astros, which I hated A.J. Hinch until he started putting together a good team up here. Like, yo, you're a cheater. You're always going to be one. Now I'm like, hey, welcome to uh, Detroit. Cheat yeah. if you want to. Like, yeah, really. <laughs> do whatever you got to. I need bring to win. Sure. We, won't, we
1: won't judge you. Yeah, you won't. You won't bring a championship.
0: Here. <laughs> the Astros brought back Verlander, as you mentioned earlier. He yeah. got $25 million for another year. That, I mean, I'm glad we didn't pay him $25 million to come back. Is there anybody else who signed? Well, one more Tiger to mention. They signed left-handed pitcher Eduardo, Eduardo. Rodriguez. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've not... As big of a... I don't like Boston. I don't ever follow their team ever. Mitch says he thinks this dude is going to be a dominant arm in our system. Do you agree with that?
1: I think he'll be all right. Um, I think playing at, pitching at Comerica Park will help because it's kind of a pitcher's park. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think he's... I, I, I forget what the metric was, but it was something that showed that he was one of the unluckiest pitchers in baseball last year. Um, on batting average and balls and play and stuff like that. So... I mean, here's the hoping, right? I mean, yeah. you gotta get something right. And, I mean, Baez is gonna strike out a ton, and he'll be he'll make one play. He that,
0: adds so much power, though, that I don't. Yeah, care. I mean, he'll yeah. he'll make
1: one play for every every three plays that he makes, and they're like, oh wow, that's sick. He'll make one where it's like, does this guy even know how to play baseball?
0: Yep, I so, will give you that. We'll see. That's my biggest fear with him is when he was in Chicago, he would have you turn your hair out. Yeah, it's like oh, I can't deal with that in the city. But if you can add power to that lineup that I think is very close with all of the people coming up through that farm system, yeah. I think we could have, now he does have a buy or an opt-out, which I, hopefully that doesn't come to be an issue. But I think if he gets six years with us, we could have six years of dominance, four or five years truly of dominant runs from this team. I think
1: he's going to be sweet. I really do.
0: If he's not, I will be picketing. <laughs> he will see me outside of Comerica picketing. Back after a two week hiatus, it's time for Young Bloods Hockey Corner.
2: The Red Wings are on fire lately. They're, I mean, Lucas Raymond is just absolutely dominating. The, um, he's leading rookies right now. I mean, he's led us to some four straight wins, and we're about to take on the Kraken for the first time. At I'm home. excited about that. One. Yeah, I'm excited. It's definitely going to be interesting because I know quite a few Detroit fans are Kraken fans as well, just because.
0: They got that sick ass. I love yeah. that logo. Yeah. So
2: it's definitely. I'm excited for it, and I think we can pull off the win because the Kraken's kind of struggling a little bit. They're trying to find their team still. But yeah, I'm I'm so impressed with Lucas Raymond. And yeah, he's been sweet. Yeah, what he's been able to do is absolutely insane. And same thing with Cider, uh, Mortis Sider. Yeah. I mean, he's not scoring as many goals as Raymond, but he's still getting his name up there in points, and he's a big defensive player. And that's what we need, especially after losing Cronwall all these years. Like, we haven't had a big defensive player in a while, and yeah. he's scoring goals too. But uh, – and other news, uh, for the NHL, I guess that Montreal fired their GM.
0: Oh dang!
2: And they're, which I mean, it's surprising. They won five games this season. I want to say they're struggling bad, and they just need they just need something new. And they're talking to a bunch of, bunch of GMs trying to figure it out, but it's not really set what they're going with. But it's NHL has been interesting the past couple of weeks. I mean, Brad Marchand from the Boston Bruins got fined for slew footing. I think I got suspended as well.
0: What is slew footing?
2: It's like where you, <laughs> um, I'm trying to grab Where like someone's skating, you kind of just like take their foot, just and completely like kick it out uh, from underneath it. Okay, them. okay. And it makes it like because you'll fall back, and it's very like detrimental. Like you hit your head, hit your back. That makes
0: sense. Um, I just thought it was a word from the 1900s. No,
1: <laughs> I've
2: like, never the, heard it. Literally, it's what's it's called. Uh, Brendan Lemieux, who uh, if you're a big Detroit fan, you know his uh, dad, Claude Lemieux. Yep. Uh, got suspended for biting Brady to Chuck. In a little oh. scuffle.
1: Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Literally, I heard about
0: the biting. I didn't know it was potatoes, yeah, though.
2: Yeah, literally drew blood. I mean, I'm not. I don't like Brady Tichuk. He's a bit of a annoying little hothead, so I wasn't. <laughs> I was little. I thought it was funny that he got bit because he just loves to get hit, uh, into shit. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was funny. He was screaming at the refs that they bit him, and yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised with uh dad like Claude the Mew. It's not surprising that you're going to go out and bite people, so.
0: No, yeah. I can't argue with that. <laughs> and the. The Wings are on an incredible run. I didn't think we were going to have a good season, to be real. Mm-mm. They just keep winning. Like, yeah, yeah we're 11-9 and what is it, one? Yeah, 11-9 yeah. nine, nine, three. three. I, did, I thought we'd be, yeah. at this point, well below five hundred. so I'm happy to see where they are. It's only a good sign for the future of Detroit sports. Exactly, yeah.
2: And I think Larkin's doing a great job of leading his young... He's got such a young team now, yeah. and... I think what really helps him is he was that young kid, and he's taken – I just saw an interview with the other day. He's taken what he's learned from Henrik Zetterberg and just kind of taking these kids under their wing but not putting too much on them and letting them just kind of go. I agree Because that. that's definitely what hurt Larkin a little bit in his sophomore season. He had that big sophomore slump, and it, it too much got to him because everyone was riding on him. And I think he's really trying to focus on his rookies, just keeping it cool, taking it one game at a time, you know, don't let it get to your head. And oh, that's what he needs to do. He needs to, like, step up and let them – he needs to step up and tell them like, what to do and what to expect, but he also needs to let them figure out their own way and their own way to play.
0: No, I think that's a great point. And I think that that is taking it back to sophomore season where the pressure was on Larkin. Everybody yes. and their mama was like, Dylan Larkin is the future of Detroit. <laughs> to be able to flip that bad experience for you and make it easier for the people coming up behind you is why I believe he should yeah. be the captain and should remain in Detroit.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know people at the start of the season were like, "Larkin is captain." That's going to be questionable because he is still so young, and yeah. I still think he's figuring out who he is. But I think him being captain is definitely helping him because he's learning more about what it means to be a leader, and he always been a leader in different ways. Even when Henrik Edler was captain, you know, he yeah. was people were looking at him, but now all eyes are on him again. And they're on him in a bigger sense. But I think he knows that Steve Irisman has the trust in him. He knows that Blash has the trust in him. And the team just kind of rallies around him. No doubt. And even in his absence, the team still manages to do well because he was out for personal reasons a couple weeks ago. And we still, I think we won a few games during that stretch. And that's they want to win for their captain. The Wings know that Larkin's struggling right now with finding himself as a captain and as a player. And I think that they want to bring that hope and that love to him. So...
0: That's what you like to hear, though, because every other captain truly has been surrounded by love, and you mm-hmm. it would fight for them. Going back to Stevie Y, Lidstrom, everybody would die for those players right. in Detroit, so it's good to see that Larkin's receiving that same love. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And now, what are we? What are your hot takes, Christian? I don't have a name for the corner. Christian's <laughs> corner, like...
1: I don't know, I think we kind of covered it with Michigan. Uh, that's really where my head's been at the last couple of weeks, is just... Um, is this going to be the year we beat Ohio State? And then, yeah, it finally is. So, um,
0: it's going to be the year we win a natty. Let's hope, let's hope.
1: Let's uh, hope. I don't know, though. I mean, my optimism and my realism are two different things. So
0: Those get real combined for yeah. me sometimes. Yeah, we'll have to see. As we go to the basketball corner, the Pistons are 21 games in the season. People are starting to freak out on Cade Cunningham. He can't shoot. He's going to struggle to get his shot under control. But what you're seeing from him is leadership off the ball, leadership on the ball. Jeremy Grant has only accelerated since Cade's Mm -hmm. been in the lineup. They stood up for Isaiah Stewart in a situation where they could have let Isaiah Stewart go murder LeBron James. P.S. He should have. I don't think there's any one. Well, there might be people on the planet who say that Isaiah was wrong for that. But what LeBron did to him was downright disrespectful, and I won't take that. And then we're seeing Killian Hayes go stupid. The future for the Pistons is bright, and that's what it yeah. seems like. Every team besides the Lions
2: are looking bright.
0: We have a future here. We're gonna yeah. be in a situation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm happy, and I'm. I don't have any realism left. It's all optimism in Detroit <laughs> yeah. right now. I love it. So now we go to the question of the day: What team in Detroit will win the championship first? Ooh. Because I know who I think it's going to be.
1: I, 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 think, I think it's going to be the Red Wings. Yeah, I have to go with that. I think it's going to be the Red Wings. I think Stevie, the Iser plan has yes. uh, Working I out. I like that, dude. It has, has working run. out. Working out. Yeah. Oh, we got some studs, man. And Another offseason or two. You got to focus on locking up Larkin long-term, probably. And then um, getting and, the other two yeah. young guys some longer contracts as well. And then maybe we'll make a splash or two in free agency. So, mm-hmm. we shall see. But, man, that, that future looks real good. Yeah, I I agree
2: with Christian. It's got to be the Red Wings. I mean, I think both the Red Wings and the Pistons are young and they're looking good and they have that talent, but I think the Red Wings are going to get it because they do still have that veteran
0: presence. A little bit
2: veteran presence with, like, I mean, Larkin and Bertuzzi are the veterans on the team a little bit. Danny DeKaiser is still there, so he's definitely the veteran, but I think Steve Eisman, what he did in Tampa, he's going to turn that around and bring it into Detroit.
0: I agree with you both, <laughs> but I'm going to shake things up. I think the Lions are going to win a championship in seven years. And I don't, I don't see anybody winning one before the Lions. I think Jared Goff is going to be a non-existent person in Detroit here soon. And something's going to happen. God's going to give us some luck with the Lions. And that's been another edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct. We appreciate you all listening, and we'll catch you next week.